0: Welcome back to Oh God It Burns, your buyer's guide to bad comics. The episode you're about to pipe into your ear holes is a rebroadcast of our first episode of the Miller Times series, which takes a deep dive into the depraved and maniacal world of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns universe, starting with the beautifully psychotic mess that is All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. While the title makes it seem like we're in for a world of whimsical fisticuffs and other brazing acts of daring do this series pulls an impressive magic act, switcheroo, and instead feeds us what is essentially a 10-issue manifesto on how Batman is actually a borderline terrorist child abuser with a hard-on for hero-hating. Also, he says stuff like, WHIRLING DERVISH, and, WHY THE FUCK are YOU FEEDING THE KID CHEESEBURGERS, ALFRED? HE'S SUPPOSED TO BE HUNTING RATS! Seriously, guys, there are so, so many reasons this series deserves a space in your coveted long box of cursed and forbidden comics, as does, by extension, all other entries in Frankie's Dark Knight Returns universe. But if I started listing them off here, we'd never actually get to the show. So without further ado, I am proud to re-present to you our first episode in Miller Time as we watch the all-star train wreck that is all-star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. When Jim Lee wants to draw a Batman comic, Jim Lee draws a Batman comic. And when Jim Lee wants Frank Miller to write it, Frank Miller writes it. But on one condition. This Batman is going to be batshit fucking crazy. Join Nick and Bruno as they witness the gleeful destruction of Batman at the hands of the man who once redefined them for the modern era as he swears kidnaps, bangs, and tortures his way through one of the most insane Batman comics ever published, All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. So don't be a puss and pick up a copy or we'll have to break your goddamn neck on this wee psychotic episode of Oh God, it burns. (laughs) Testing, test one, two, test, test, testing one, two, penis. Oh shit. (laughs) 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 Alright, uh, this is Nick. (laughs) <laughs> that giggling bastard's Bruno. <laughs> uh, this is Oh God, it burns. Yeah, we're starting, Dude! motherfucker. <laughs> Why did you come
1: I'm to keep saying it? it? Oh, it. So, those of so you know. <laughs>
0: So you were not obviously not here when we were having this conversation before, but I was eating peanuts. That's before I we started. I was just like, mm, I need to uh, drink, take a swig of water just to wash the peanuts out of my mouth. And you're just like, oh, it sounded like you said penis. I was like, oh yeah, it's kind of like when my Polish grandmother, when I was younger, was asking me if I want peanuts on my Sunday, and she knew what the fuck she was saying, and she was like, Nikki, you want the penis on your thing? And then Bruno has to drop a penis in the middle of our mic test, and it stays in, motherfucker! <laughs> that's what I get for trying to come up with an intro. That's right. And, oh, God, it burns. You get the uncensored treatment. Well, Thanks, that's dude. what happens when I control the audio, you bitch. It's fair. I'm the goddamn controller! All right, <laughs> goddamn Batman. Goddamn it. We're talking about the goddamn Batman today when we're going to... Uh, Frank Miller and Jim Lee's all-star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder. Yes, we're finally doing series. that podcast. It's been pushed back. We're like, we swear <laughs> we'll get to it. It's finally happening. It's one of those things. Where it's just like it has to be the right time. It has to be it. And then last time when we covered For Tomorrow uh, and we're just like, man, this is like a not entertaining story, nope. but it has pretty pictures that just don't work for Superman. At least right now we have a super entertaining story. Doesn't work. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And we have some of the best Jim Lee artwork I've ever seen. Yes, in a package that doesn't work. No, no, nothing about that
1: works. But it's it's like it's like watching like a forty-two car pileup. Like you know it's bad, but you're like that's so like wow. It's <laughs> like that is spectacular. Like. You'd think that's somebody would have a, stopped somewhere through. Yeah. You'd think somebody would have figured out, like, hey, there's some stars. Maybe I shouldn't smash into it. Through. But nope, smashing smashed and away it went. And that's just kind of how it was. Every time you turn a page, you're like, you, you, this is about as worse as it can get, right? Oh, here comes another. And a, that's a twofer.
0: <laughs> you mean Green Lantern was stopped by yellow paint? <laughs> <laughs> and lemonade? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't just straight up pee on him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that was the uncensored panels. Like it wasn't lemonade.
0: Like, <laughs> I think that's what uh, Batman meant by he's a whirling dervish. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> was, uh, Grayson was just gonna whip it out and just start peeing all over the place. He's like, Grayson, I'm glad you didn't hydrate today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like, oh no, it's covered in yellow like it's- Mountain Dew. <laughs> it works <laughs> so well. My ring is powerless because it's covered in urine. Oh, shit. <laughs> Green Lantern's weakness. Yellow and golden showers.
0: <laughs> Someone tap him for a oh god. Just be strapped to a table going, No, I'm powerless against these golden showers. <laughs> Think we're in the wrong business? <laughs> I truly am fearless until it comes to golden showers. <laughs>
1: just to complete the whole thing for those of you that haven't left thank you
0: (laughs) (laughs) stick with us I promise you it doesn't get better But much yeah. like this comic book, it goes on. It goes on. <laughs> until it doesn't. Uh, until it gets canceled. And I, and I love how, like, and we'll get to this too. I love how, like, after the 10 issues were up, they're like, yeah, Frankie, yeah, we'll totally meet and we'll do another battle. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. Like, yeah, they like, yeah, what? The, like, it's like, we're going to turn yeah, this, this a six series, issue now. series. <laughs> It's going to be fine. It's going to be released in 2011. And then he, Kevin Smith's the fuck out. <laughs> you never see him again. And instead, what they do to follow up with it. Is they partner Frank Miller with Brian Azzarello. So all the crazy from Frank Miller gets filtered through Brian Azzarello. Then they just do Master Race. And it's just like that's how DC has kind of kept him on a leash after this series. But enough about talking about what happens after this. How did this come to be? You, you want to m- take it? No, okay. no, it's on you. Get I on was me. just taking a breath, dude. You look like you were about to pounce on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was holding back the laughter. From- yeah. He was still thinking a penis. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Now, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it is Miller time. Miller time. So, Frank Miller is most famous. Most famous. Even though, for me, it's more for his Daredevil work, because I'm like the biggest Daredevil fan on the face of this planet. But... Back in the 1980s, he wrote two stories for Batman that redefined the character, and basically everybody after that has been doing a riff on Frank Miller's Batman. First one was year one. Yep. He came in, uh, David Mazzucchelli, who worked on a Born Again with him over at Daredevil, and had like a basically redid the whole uh, starting mythos of uh, Batman. And even the first meeting he had with. Catwoman, which is actually like a huge part of Tom King's current run on Batman. It was trying to consolidate Like, what were the actual meetings between them. I was like, yeah, you met on a boat? You met in the streets? And they kind of go back and forth with that. And it kind of kicks off this whole thing. And then everyone after this is doing basically a Frank Miller cover band. And then he also comes out with Dark Knight Returns with this future dystopian story. Super political. Very, very strange superhero comic. But it works on every level. It's, it's seriously one of the best superhero comics that's ever been written. Yeah. And I'm not too much of a Batman guy, but I loved it. Now, <laughs> fast forward. A bunch of years later, they, uh, let's say uh, 2001. Yeah. Uh, uh, there was a certain month that went down in infamy. Which was September 11th. And we'll kind of, like, get into Dark Knight Strikes again on our next episode. But Dark Knight Strikes again, he came back, and he's just like, you know what? Let's do this. It's time for a sequel. And then he, like, goes through it, and he's writing this whole thing out. It's kind of weird, kind of strangely received. And then right in the middle of him doing his second issue, 9-11 happens. The World Trade Center gets hit. It collapses. And then Frank Miller goes off his nut. Yeah. We lose Frank Miller the way we used to think of him, like the guy who did Sin City, the guy who did all this stuff. And all of a sudden, he just becomes like this really paranoid conservative. He's always like kind of spouting all these weird theories and everything. And, but he's still kept under DC Wing because they want to keep him happy. Well, because like, he did their flagship work. He's like, the guy that
1: created their flagship. I mean, do you know how many people still have like on their shirts like the Batman logo, of <clears throat> the old Batman like flying almost Superman style the Dark Knight Returns when he's just like doing that like weird Batman Superman like thing yeah which Um, is what he used the move that he did when he went to take out Superman um yeah so it was definitely up there which is actually kind of funny that you mentioned like like Sin City because it was kind of the same thing that happened with his Hollywood (laughs) career because initially when the Sin City movie came out it came out to such great aplomb and it was like his work is so great he can do no wrong let's give him a movie he wants to direct the movie that's awesome and that movie was called The Spirit and nobody has seen it (laughs) (laughs) and those that have seen it are like what is this weirdness even Samuel L. Jackson and Scarlett Johansson Scarlett Johansson was in it too wasn't he nobody could make that movie work. wasn't Army Hammer in that too Nobody could like make everybody it. was in that, and,
0: and, and yet it, it was brutally awful. Oh, yeah. it so it's just like Frank Miller like had this really big success in Hollywood. He had another huge misstep, and again, this is like post nine eleven world, where it's just like Frank Miller's trying his best. It's, it's a door he's been trying to get into since RoboCop, when oh, yeah. he did RoboCop two and three, but then his whole script was completely rewritten. Uh, so he's kind of like harboring up. that. Yeah, let's Hollywood it up a little bit. But what's funny is this time they gave him
1: complete mm. writing with the spirit and he proved why they Hollywooded it up. So like this time I was
0: like, no, 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 that was all you, bro. And then DC looked at him and said, I know exactly what will get Frankie back. Let's put him back with Batman because a lot of times when you have uh, people suffering from PTSD, you want to kind of remind them where their roots are. Kind of get get them back into the swing of it and then Frankie was just like, but let's give him a filter. (laughs) But let's give him a filter. Let's go ahead and give him this one what do you want to do frankie we'll do anything there's a new batman movie coming out it's batman begins it's heavily based off of year one we'll do whatever you want to do And she's like i know what i'm going to do i'm going to do a sequel to year one i was like all right cool we're in for it yeah i want to focus on batman and robin the relationship between the two perfect let's do this i'm going to partner i want to partner up with jim lee i was like yeah good let's do it put jim lee on this shit and then it comes out and it's literally five issues Of Batman kidnapping a kid. Yes. (laughs) And And it's not five issues in regular comic time. These are five issues in this release schedule, which is like months between, and you get like incremental progress in between each one.
1: I wouldn't use the word progress when describing this book. No,
0: there was no progress. (laughs) I would
1: not use that. There was no progress. But No, essentially, if you want to summarize All-Star Batman and Robin, it is Batman kidnaps a child. And in the creepiest, They take the idea of batman and that whole like closeted running joke of like all the you can think of all the memes from like papa's bank and stuff why was this like rich dude like take on a ward? all of that and they try to play it straight and gritty and it lands it it lands almost like he's one bad sexual comment away from winding up on a murphy's website
0: i think even alfred was just
1: like listen this is weird. This is fucking weird. Alfred stood up to him, though, because Alfred was yeah. just like, uh, I'm not
0: starving a kid. You kidnapped him. Which, by the way, Dick Grayson, like, Batman goes to this circus. He's, just, like, scouting out this kid. He takes hot as hell Vicky Vale just as, like, a cover type of thing. And he's Bruce Wayne. He's just, like, watching the whole show. Then all of a sudden, Dick Grayson's parents get killed. Somehow, Batman didn't know what that was going to happen. He just wanted to steal this kid. So he's like, it, did, it was just a bonus that this kid's parents died. I, I, I'm, I'm not even gonna lie; it kind of looks like
1: had that not happened that night, he would have just been there and be like, yeah. So almost like, like poured for Batman. Like, hmm, yeah. that's good. I like Ward and sidekick material. Yeah, <laughs> like, look at him
0: spin. It's like I, I think
1: that makes him a spinner. He, he referenced many a times that he wasn't like this kid wasn't ready yet. Like, mm. this kid, I had plans to, like, grab him at, like, 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just to make it less creepy, but it actually makes it more creepy. Because he's been grooming this kid the yeah. whole time. But
0: just in case, I do have candy in my pocket. <laughs> just in case such an opportunity were to arise. I, I will
1: say one of the biggest things from the first page, which is both... I love the artwork. And it's probably one of the best artworks I've ever seen of, like, Grayson doing his thing mm. prior to like, you know, the incident that happened. But the fact that he changed the origin killed me. Because like, everyone, I've we've seen it time and time again, where it's like, they're going without the net! Oh no, someone sabotaged the cord, and they fell to their doom. And the only one that made it out was the boy. And this one was just like, they were just standing there after their like, awesome performance, taking a bow, and guy's like, Bam, bam, headshots. Like Call of Duty, them right there. Yep. Like the only way it got any more Call of Duty is if like he came down, teabagged the corpses, and walked yeah. away. What's the guy's
0: name? Like Jocko Boy? Like, like Jocko. That Boy. is that is a Halo. That's a Halo ass name. Yeah, like Jocko it's not Boy. Fortnite ass name. <laughs> Jocko Boy just killed you. <laughs> <laughs> <And> just <run. laughs> now those nuts taste extra salty. But like, we are in
1: a circus. Like it killed me because like you know what? It at first like he has to look at the realization like of his parents falling and that something's not right and then Mm -hmm. watching them fall but like still like being like frozen up there but in this one like he got shot and their parents blood is like literally on him and he's standing there how would this kid be okay yeah (laughs) like he he should be in like dead i don't care who you are Dead panic. That's what happened to Batman. Meanwhile, this kid's like, this dude kidnapped me, and I, I need to figure yeah, out how to get away. Yeah, he's got blood
0: still dry on his face. He's just like, Batman comes up, like, get in the car. Like, we're gonna I mean, go for a ride.
1: He's way too, like, on top of it for the way that they wrote it. And I get that they were trying to up the drama, but to me, it kind of killed it away. Plus, I would have loved to have seen Jim Lee draw the hell out of, like the artwork from them swinging and then like the scene of him looking down on his parents.
0: Yeah. Which I always felt was like one of the best things. Well, well, for me, I've kind of like made my peace with the fact that it is basically an Elseworlds tale which is taking place in the Dark Knight universe and I feel like it is diverging. So Frank Miller is going to take liberties with a lot of characterizations. That right there is
1: when I knew like, okay, this is definitely not, because I remember reading this when it came out and I was like, this is definitely not tied into what came before. Yeah. So they're definitely going in a whole different direction. And, the first time i'm like okay like it's kind of like a you know badass batman um and i was like all right you know young me kind of dug it because you don't really have like the idea of characters you just thought of batman as a badass so he's a badass but then like it really comes down to like i'm batman and i'm a badass and then his eternal monologue is like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing.
0: Yeah. But I'm gonna keep doing this! This like, seems crazy. Am I crazy? That's fucking awesome. Look what I can do. <laughs> like, that's literally like, like, like if you read between the lines, that is like the whole thought progress progression of Batman's psyche. Like, it's like it's his like, internal like, monologue is it's just like. Every time that.
1: it's like his voice dropped a bit and he's like, oh this kid, I feel for him. And then it's like, You little bitch! Yeah! Like, Snap <laughs> your fucking neck! <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually something he says <laughs> to Robin. <laughs> it's almost like if you watch like those old school sitcoms. we we'll break your neck. It was like a jock, like in Revenge of the Nerds, kind of. And this is you know, yeah, he's it a bit. booger. No, he's not no, a booger. No, ogre, he's, ogre, ogre. Yeah, he's like ogre. And in that moment, I was like, he's like, and I like science because science is fun. What did you say? <laughs> Shut up, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, thugs. <laughs> like all of a sudden he's like i remember that i'm not a nerd i must continue being this awesome batman
0: yeah but yeah this is like this is batman at his most craziest and is unhinged and we kind of like dropped this before but there are four issues where it's just batman kidnapping dick grayson and then he's still got like blood dried on him it's the same night and then immediately when he gets to the Batcave, like, Dick Grace is like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever, which is a beautiful splash. It's like yes, a that's... six. Is it six or is it four? I, uh... I can't remember. I think it's odd. It... Maybe it's between four and six, I want to say. Yeah. I don't want to look it up right now, yeah. but it's beautiful. It is wide angle, and you definitely want to read this in like oh. actual form. And it I'm takes place in number four.
1: It's... I'm almost positive that it's six, because I was like, even I was just like, what the... well,
0: you also got to remember that uh ultimates volume two right after they came out with this mark miller was just like you know what we can do better so they made brian hitch who was already like notoriously like late on everything it was just like we're gonna do an eight page fold out it was like eight nine or ten some insane shit where it's just like the rubble in new york city it wasn't even that interesting wow. <laughs> it was just a bunch of rubble and heroes standing around but it was like up until the point this was like the largest gatefold in a comic yeah, and
1: it was, but it also had the most detail because it was the entire Batcave. It was, it was what, beautiful. It's what everyone wanted to see. Like the fucking penny was there. The fuck- actually, the penny wasn't there. I was looking. No, for the it. dinosaur. Sorry, the, the dinosaur was there. The, was there. the, the penny was there. wasn't there. He hadn't fought the Penny Plunderer yet. Which
0: can we address? Just, did you say he hadn't fucked the Penny Plunderer? No, he had not <laughs> yeah. fought, fought. Okay, he had not <laughs> fought. <laughs> We're not doing the penis gag again. <laughs> um,
1: I know this is Miller, but put your mind out <laughs> of the gutter. The penny Plunderer was just like. Thanks for the good
0: time, Bats! (laughs) Threw a giant penny at
1: him. Can we all agree that the whole... Since we're on Oh God, It Burns, just take a quick moment to give a shout-out to, like, a really awful idea. There was a dude whose whole thing was, I steal pennies. Melt them down. Make a giant penny to steal more pennies. (laughs) And Batman beat the crap out of him and kept the giant penny. You know what? With that much copper, because it would have been from that age where there was copper, you probably could just find the fucking bat cave by just going like this out in the woods and following the fucking metal detector. Like, to the fucking giant penny. Like, it wouldn't be that hard to figure out. You get
0: a spectrometer.
1: Fucking Superman is like, how did you, like, Batman's like, how the fuck did you find me? You have a giant fucking penny, bro. (laughs) It's under
0: your mansion. It's like, (laughs) <laughs> it's like he is risen Jesus style where it's just like instead of rolling the stone in front of the cave it's just a giant penny <laughs> That's in front of the cave but no, the penny, I'm Catholic <laughs> so, okay, I the, can make that joke the
1: penny wasn't there
0: um, but, but yeah so Dick Racer saw still has blood drying on his face and the first thing Batman does is like alright cool let's shut the lights off and leave him to fend for himself so he's stuck here with a bunch of weapons and he has to like ideally kill rats and bats to eat off of he's like there's no his family just died he's like there's food and you see a rat and it's like oh fuck look at that thing there's one of those fuckers on the ground and look
1: at one of those fuckers in the eye one of those hanging from the ceiling what was great though is fucking go spelunkin motherfucker what's great is though is like he passes the fuck out from like sheer hunger wakes up and like million dollar fucking pj like a fucking <laughs> like not even just like a plate of food but like the fucking
0: the greatest cheeseburger ever made
1: yeah and it's like on, on like one of those little fucking like four-star hotels where you open it up like i don't even know what the hell to fucking call but you know like the little silver domes yeah and it was probably absolute the presentation silver. tray and like, it's like here you go the plate
0: cover yeah and so he wakes up he gets a cheeseburger and meanwhile batman's out he's just like killing people including like, cops can we point down that Batman has absolutely no love for any cop He's like that's because the cops are all dirty in this all the cops are dirty in this like, one except for Jim Gordon who we don't really see them meet up at all in this and one and it's
1: like wouldn't they shoot him though like if all the cops were dirty and this was like one you're dead like yeah he literally but like even as dirty cops like what makes him any better considering he tried to kill them like literally yep. run them off the road try to blow them up he didn't care
0: so he's out, he's killing a bunch of thugs, killing a bunch of cops, and he comes back to the game and he was like, hey, son, give me a hug. Like, by the way, yeah, like, <laughs> he, like, you know, he's basically like, hey, come here, give me your old paw, sit on his lap. And he smells cheeseburger on his breath, and he's just like, hey, you old bitch. How do you eat a cheeseburger? <laughs> How do you All eat right. a cheeseburger? Alfred, get your wrinkly ball sack in here. What the fuck? <laughs> this is against my plan. He's he supposed was supposed to, to eat rats. supposed to fend for himself, god damn it. <laughs> but he would have caught the plague sir <laughs> you're get right. a get a fat shit <laughs> you suck the guano out of that bat's asshole <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the crazy batman <laughs> you
1: know, this is the craziest batman that's ever been you know what the sad part is all of that <laughs> nonsense you just said it's it's canon in this story not, <laughs> not only is it mostly canon but it's still tamer compared to what was actually written <laughs> yeah, yeah. like you're 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 like weird like like frat boy batman rants yeah. are still more tame than what was in this fucking issue
0: <laughs> which by the way this is the 5th issue at the end of the 5th fish- issue he finds a battle axe and I guess he kills a rat, yeah. and he cries about it in, like, the eighth issue. <laughs> <That> was... <laughs> so, he doesn't even get out of the Batcave until issue eight. Dick Grayson is locked up, and the only thing that he has going for him is Alfred cares enough about him to give him PJs and a fucking cheeseburger every once in a while.
1: I, I, I would also like to point out, because we, <clears throat> much like the comic book just disregarded, Vicky Vale, who was his date Yeah, to, to the circus, where this riot breaks out because these two people get murdered and then she tails to follow the scoop of Batman coming in and kidnapping this child and she's run off the road by these corrupt cops mm-hmm. and like left at death's door. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile Batman has full knowledge of this because Alfred is keeping tabs on her. Yeah. like He's like, send her some flowers. Like, Just send her some flowers. She's like at death's door dying. Like There's a, literally an entire like, issue that's dedicated issue. to like her on death's door is like, she might not make it. She needs blood. And Alfred's like, we'll take care of all of her expenses. And that's it. It was like, she's completely, like, forgotten until Batman needs a cover later on when he's like, we need to make this work.
0: Yeah. And I like how, like, he basically just sent her a card. He's like, yo, Vix. Uh, what's up, babe? Hope you're doing okay. Your old buddy. B.W. Like, doesn't even spell his full name. He's just like, it was B.W. Just <laughs> it was that fucking douchebag jimmy olsen there with roses <coughs> yeah punch him in the nuts for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I lo- I love that you gotta they- shout ball tap <laughs> I-, I-, I love that they
1: did that like one weird comedy element where like olsen was like introduced and he was trying to help her out so he shows up he's like wow this pretty girl talked to me so he shows up with like a bouquet of roses and like inside is like it looks like she just won the kentucky derby yeah
0: there's fucking flowers everywhere and he's like I don't got anything. It's cool. <laughs> just throw that shit. Yeah. Which, by the way, I want to I want to give a big shout out to this one. This Jimmy Olsen's characterization was so spot on. In it this. was actually. It's like the one character that Frank Miller has reverence for, other than Dick Grayson. Even though he's putting Dick Grayson through a bunch of shit, like you can tell he does care about this character because yeah. he does write the character itself well.
1: Yeah, I will say one thing for
0: Frank but to- Jimmy Olsen, like the way he was written in this scene, is just like Vicky Vale's like, "Come on, are you a reporter or not? We gotta go." He's like, "But you got three more days before you get out." And she's like, "Give me my clothes," and she starts undressing and Jimmy. Olsen is like he doesn't look he doesn't look then you can see him kind of tilt his head is like honestly he doesn't look then Jimmy Olsen is so it's like Jimmy Olsen is just like well I might be a nerd but I'm not a creep (laughs) so he's like kind of stayed too I was like that is really good Jimmy Olsen I I will say that the supporting
1: characters in this were actually done well like given that we've talked about ultimate adventure this is a kid that was done right yeah like you didn't want to punch this kid in the face I don't think they captured his trauma as well
0: but, no, they d- they definitely did not capture. His but drama.
1: given the, the whirlwind of crazy that happened to him in one night, he might be just shell shocked yeah. for like this the rest of his life.
0: They didn't even address his trauma until like issue ten when the series ended. Yeah.
1: So I mean, they they did do a a lot well with the younger mm-hmm. characters, and it was yeah. actually surprising that he was able to write like the secondary characters characters so right. Yeah,
0: like while Black missing the main characters so much, like Black Canary. Like, Barbara Gordon. Jim Gordon's written really well. I, I'm still on the fence about Black Canary. I'm going to be honest with you. I, ooh. Okay, go ahead and say your piece about Black Canary. Which, by the way, issue four, I think it is, like, we're, we're still waiting to see what the hell happens with, Her like, B- Bruce Wayne and, uh, not Damien, I almost said Damien, Dick Grayson mm. getting to the Batcave. They're still not there. Even though this is called All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder, we start segueing off into different characters now. So it's like our first stop is Black Canary, and I know you've got some issues with that. So I'll let you go. Okay. Well, knowing sure. that this is taking place within the continent uh, within a different continuity,
1: and also knowing the fact that we're starting with Dick Grayson, it's more likely that the Black Canary in question is not Dinah Lance, who is associated with Green Arrow. It's most likely her mom, which I believe was also named Dinah Lance. So it's just like literally like the junior version. So we're dealing with a Di- yes A yes. We're, me, we're We're dealing with the black canary version one and the reason i say that is because within the confines of some of the established origins it was that mm-hmm. black canary or Dinah lance as we know her one i don't think she was ever fucking irish um she was definitely a legacy character she took over for her mom and she even wore her mom's like, like a wig to match her mom's hair because her hair color was not naturally blonde it was something else I, I, later on i think she dies it and it becomes just continuity that she's a blonde because it makes it easier than walking around with a wig but um and she didn't have any superpowers obviously um like the canary cry has always been like a staple of it so none of that was mentioned in here so it makes me think that this is the dino lance of like the first black canary that was like from the golden age i don't remember exactly when it came out but even then with like her character just being like this weird irish chick who became a barmaid but also had like fighting skills like uh, it was just so weird because it it almost seemed like they tried to put all the things that made the daughter great into the mother but Mm -hmm. like they never established which one it was so it did drive me nuts that they they could have established it a little bit better as to who this person was versus just being like oh we need a hot chick that's not catwoman Black Canary. It was yeah. either her or Zatanna, and Zatanna's way too magical. So let's get the yeah, chick she that like
0: won't fit in this one.
1: Like we need chick, we need someone that
0: can rock fishnets. I think that was the quota. And it's like, well, DC's got two that we know of. Jim Lee was like, "Listen, I draw some primo babes." And I was like, "Can you draw anyone other than Wonder Woman, though?" I can make her blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's kind of how it goes. Now you had some trouble. You also brought up like the feminine the feminization of her or something like that Uh, you didn't really care for how she was
1: portrayed i mean as well one of my biggest things was that both her and vicky vale like you came at me and was like it's very progressive and i think like it was progressive with barbara like they did a very good job of like making barbara smarter than her father and taking on the thing and i thought that was a very good progression of feminism but i think that when it came to both vicky vale and um Black Canary, it was actually kind of the opposite, because quite literally, she starts off as like, I'm a barmaid, I've got all these things, these dudes have been hitting on me, and she finally just had it one too many times. Sweet
0: Chunks, Yeah, or Love Chunks, whichever the, one, it doesn't roll off the tongue at no, all. No, I th- I th- I th- I'm pretty sure it was like Love Chunks, and every time someone said it, it was like, what did you call me? Which, by the way, Love Chunks happens so
1: many times Yeah, in I this series. Like, I, I don't know if that's like Gotham slang, but yeah. it, it kept coming out, and she lost her mind and would like beat the crap and then she's like dude i could just do this Mm-mm. i also feel like she robbed them because she, she did. didn't ha- like she even called herself like robin hood <laughs> and she's, like, she's like i'm just gonna take this money but I like so that's it it's like she's basically like becoming like catwoman and i'm like okay i i dig on the taste of that but then it's like the first second she meets batman spoilers they fuck. <laughs> yeah and, and it's like it's not even like it's straight up, like gratuitously done for the male, for like male readers. It's like straight up. There is no con, no nothing here. It's just like yeah, she's a fanboy. Here's this crazy dude that's going around beating people, pulls out his dick. Yeah, I'll suck it. No, it, no, it didn't happen. that way. It didn't
0: happen that way. No, no, no. Listen to this. It didn't. So it didn't. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Bruno is wrong no. on this one. So I will say that it, I will argue that Black Canary, like oddly. As cheesecake as everything is drawn in this, there's, like, a weirdness to it because it's, like, everything that's happening, it's, like, women em- becoming empowered by Batman and being, like, you know what? He's doing this. We can do this, too. We don't have to take this shit. And she's beating him up. Now, when they meet to have sex, Batman shows up and Batman's a dick. Yeah. And he's just, like, yo, you dumb bitch. What you doing out here? You gonna get yourself killed. And she's, like, you look really hot in that thing. So then they bang. Yeah because she's like a super fanboy it's like she just met her like hero and she's like let's do it with the mask on because it makes it better this way so they keep their mask on
1: because Batman. And that's different than what i said on. how <laughs>
0: like because you said batman was the one that went after her she like jumped on him which again is just like how is this feminist but then at the end of it like batman rolls over he's basically does his whole thing where he's just like yeah, here's a cloth wipe up clean up bye and he, like, picks up a dude that's knocked out. And he's like, what do you do with him? I was like, I'm just taking him, you know. It's Jocko Boy. He's evidence. It's Jocko Boy. it was Jocko Boy. Just, fucker, you know? <laughs> he wanted to figure out who's sexy. And then at the end of that, like, the whole time, Canary's just like, why did I have sex with you? You seem like a crazy person. Like, all of a sudden, it's starting to dawn on her, and she's like, why? I, you're, I, you're insane. Like, she... oddly starts to find like a moment of clarity where she's like oh my god i'm walking of walk of shaming batman (laughs) i i I will
1: say that it was the first time in the comic book that i can remember reading a reverse coyote ugly yeah where the female's just like what the? what
0: did i just do do?" what did i just do with that guy with that crazy man
1: but uh, uh, that's what i'm saying like uh, while the characterization of female empowerment was there they're taking things into their own like even vicky vale was like more cutthroat than Lois. Like, she's fucking yeah. sitting in a high-speed chase. It's like, she's not backing down. These
0: guys have guns. She has a pen. Like- but what about Wonder Woman, when she goes into the Justice League headquarters? And then, like, Plastic Man's, like, like, everyone's just dogging on her for yeah. being the woman who's like, oh, she's gonna blow up now. She's crazy. She totally keeps her cool and everything. You're like, man, she's just a really solid woman in this world full of assholes. Then all of a sudden, she grabs Superman starts making out, and there's like, you know, I hate you. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's what you're was, like frank miller you just undid whatever the hell you were going that, for that
1: was my problem where it's like all of the messages like all these women he's are, getting are the bro. good message going and, and then he, he just, like doesn't stick the landing he
0: like gets a boner halfway through it and he's just like all right let's do this
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's seriously it's almost like if you ever watch like the like olympics when they do like the pole like on the the horse and they do like the perfect flip off and then she just like turns around, takes a dump. Like that's it. Like it just turns around and just she she takes, takes a, a golden dump. shower. Like, on
0: Al Jordan.
1: Like, oh my god, but it's it's awful. And that, that that was my biggest problem was like these characters had such great like coming into their own and it was written from a point of view that you don't normally see women take that stand. And then they're treated like shit. In fact, the stronger And then they
0: feed into it. The stronger that's the, the thing women that sucks is, the most.
1: The, well the stronger the women are, the worse. Like Vicky Vale fed inside shit and actually provided the alibi that allowed Batman to keep Robin without Bruce Wayne going to yeah. jail. Um, yeah, a little a little spoiler here, but she writes this whole story how Robin basically came out, said that he wasn't kidnapped by Batman, Batman let him go right away.
0: Because Bruce Wayne abandoned her, but he gave her flowers.
1: And then Bruce Wayne, um, fearing <laughs> for this child, went ahead and adopted this kid as a ward. So she wrote this puff piece about how Bruce Wayne has a heart of gold and will adopt this
0: kid. And actually the uh, the uh, headline is my favorite. Batman Kidnapper? Not! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's
1: dot 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 Not! And so you have this freaking um this kid and despite the fact that again, Batman suddenly has a kid after he kidnapped the kid, they're not the same kid not the same it's like fucking Superman and his glasses not the same then he's,
0: that, like, like, we are kind of jumping ahead to the Green Lantern showdown which let's go ahead and do that let's right just now. Do so it. it's just like after uh, Batman kind of like decides like alright this kid's ready I saw him do a flip that's fucking cool mm-hmm. let's go ahead uh, what your first order of business well, here's a bucket but, of yellow paint well you jump to the part where the
1: cause you mentioned it briefly with the Justice League Wonder Woman comes in and I was like we need to stop this motherfucker like, he's gone off the rails. Yeah. Like, he's kidnapping kids now and beating up cops. Like, he, it was bad when he was beating up cops because it's Gotham. All the cops suck yeah. there. Everyone's in agreement that Gotham is not run by any kind
0: of law. Yeah. And it's they, all So it's Green all Lantern sorted. decides, like, you know what? So, Maybe I'll do something about
1: this. Well, they're, like, they're sitting there and it's like, all right, we're, we'll let you, I'll let you handle it your way. And if that doesn't work, Wonder Woman just goes, like, I'll give him the freaking sword. And that's when the makeout session with Superman Which, happens. by the way, Wonder
0: Woman never meets Batman in this. No, show.
1: Never. So, Green Lantern is the first one to approach Batman to try to be because like... Because
0: Wonder Woman was all talk, like a girl. Yeah. So he just kind of chose... I'm just kidding. I didn't really mean what I just said there. <laughs> Within Frank Miller's world it is. You're going to get so many, too. <laughs> <our> 13 listeners. <laughs>
1: we just lost, like, our entire female fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of two. <laughs> Come back, baby. I'm the goddamn...
0: Batman. I'm the goddamn Batman... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, within the confines of this book, there's
0: one word balloon where Batman says "goddamn" five times within the word balloon. It's like it's my goddamn Batmobile. It's like Black Canary's making fun of us, is like. Which, by the way, she's like, you called the Batmobile? That's fucking queer. <laughs> like, she says that, and then Batman's just like, stop giving me stuff about the goddamn Batman, but I'm the goddamn Batman. I am not give goddamn Batmobile. Goddamn it. <laughs>
1: I will say that some of the best lines come from the females. So, in essence, they do get their revenge because they have the best lines. But they get she
0: calls them but they get the
1: queer. They get the most the, the most shit heaped on them for it. The only exception being Batgirl, who doesn't get like
0: things, she gets like a broken
1: jaw. She gets beat the fuck up. Yeah. so Instead of like bad shit like happening to a her, fifteen year old, she girl. just gets caught and beat the fuck up because she's too good at her job.
0: And arrested, <laughs> then she tells her dad like it's okay. If the judge wants to throw the book at me, throw the book at me. I know you're a clean cop. And then Jim Corn's just like non Chicago I wasn't. <laughs> I can't let her know that though. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> everybody it, it, it's
1: it's one of those noir like parodies where everybody's got like a secret and mm-hmm. it's just awful. Like whenever when in doubt, double down on some fucked up shit. Yeah. And it's just like I know you're a clean cop. In Chicago, I was. It's like <laughs> all the bodies have been buried back in Chicago, and it's just like, I, I, like, like, saying, you know, it's like, damn, at least dad didn't find out about my like 30 year old boyfriend. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like, literally, it's just that everyone comes out with it. Even the Joker was like the weirdest freaking Joker I've ever. It was
0: Jared Leto's Joker. Well, let's not get to the Joker yet, okay. Because even though canonically we are introduced to the Joker before the Green Lantern, yeah. we never see the Joker do anything except for strangle a bitch, which we'll get that to. Yeah. All right. So uh, after the Justice League meetup thing, the boys club where Diana Prince is just like kind of getting ripped the new one for being a woman, you yeah. know, Plastic Man's being a total douchebag. Uh, the whole time, Green Lantern's like playing with his ring. And it's like the dumbest shit that I see coming out mm. of his ring. It's like there's no imagination to it come to find out later on, like, Batman's kind of also laying into it. He's like, you make the dumbest shit with your ring. It's like, dude, if I had like, that give I me I that can... thing, I can do a tidal wave and drown everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ultimatum this bitch! Yeah! <laughs> Magneto the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Which is odd. He's just like, give me that ring just for one day. I'll fucking drown all of you. <laughs> it's like, that's why you're not getting the ring, you psycho. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, uh... <laughs> Greenlander's kind of hanging out, and he does like a Batman signal with his ring, and he's eating a hot dog because that's how you do when you're hanging up on uh, rooftops—is you just eat a hot dog and you play with your
1: rings. The phallic symbol- symbolism is not mm-hmm. lost on me.
0: Yeah, <laughs> fucking weenie. Put that in your butt. Don't tell me. Call me Black Canary. Queer. Yeah. <laughs> it's funnier every time you say it. Up <laughs> <I'm> high. <laughs> i <laughs> too slow <ho. laughs> oh my god I could go home with frat bat
1: <laughs> forever man. so we're getting um <coughs> so Green Lantern's like coming down and he's like dude you're ruining it for the rest of us. You're—he's basically telling Batman he's the bus kill. He's gonna chill out. He's like, dude, you need to chill. He's like doing his best thing of like talking down your way too drunk frat bro. Yeah. He's like, bro, you're gonna get us in trouble. You're not even old enough to drink alcohol. Shut up. Just shut up. Yeah. Go home. Sleep it off. Shut up. And dude's like, dude, I do what I want. I don't need
0: you. But then he's just like, you know what? If you really want to talk about this. I want you to meet me at this address. It's like why this address. You 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 you'll, you'll see. <laughs> you see. <laughs> it's
1: like he might as well be totally his fucking mustache. Yeah. Like you could have easily for a dude. Like it literally plays. He's like
0: looking at him with side eyes. He's like jumping off and waiting. He's like I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It plays. Here. It plays Green Lantern as the stupidest
1: superhero ever because there is no way that that wasn't a trap, and he has a fucking ring that can literally tell him like how many people are inside of a building, what's going on. He could have scanned the building and seen what was going to wait for him.
0: Yeah, but then, like, Batman, his master plan was just like, we're going to kidnap his donkey, his mascot, we're going to fucking paint it yellow. (laughs) We're going to tie it to the flag post, and the Dean's going to be so pissed. And then Robin's just like, we're not in college. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Robin. <laughs> Shut up, <you> bitch.
1: <laughs> no, it's really awful. It's like, For like... It like, why don't we just paint the
0: room yellow? Yeah, that's good thinking. <laughs> so they paint the entire room yellow. Batman is dripping with yellow paint. So, like,
1: fucking Green Lantern walks in and flips on the light. It's all yellow. Oh, shit. I've been tricked.
0: No shit. <laughs> He's <just> like... <laughs> You can't, so you can't do anything if it's yellow in here, right? It's the stupid superpower. This is a stupid weakness. <laughs> what was your, your dad's, like, afraid of wood? Fuck yeah. you.
1: <laughs> I, if I had that ring, I'd tidal wave this shit. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, hell, tidal wave, you motherfucker. A golden shower, tidal wave. <laughs> You'd be powerless to stop it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> this is a tidal wave of Malaysian hookers. <laughs> You're dead, dude. And then, to add insult to injury... Which is probably one of my favorite moments in the whole series. Alfred walks in. Is it Alfred or is it... Was Alfred there? I can't remember if Alfred was there. Maybe he was. But he's just like, more lemonade? (laughs) Yeah. So even they're drinking yellow liquid. And the whole time Batman's just sitting there. He's just like sipping. He's like, go on. Tell me where you're here. You kidnap a kid. Do not... What the fuck is that in the corner? <laughs> Not a kid, it's a midget. <laughs> yeah, he even says that too. He was like, I was gonna tell you the whole story, but fucking, <laughs> I just gonna do it with a straight face. <laughs> but I met him like six years ago. But dude, <laughs> you probably wouldn't believe me, which would be fucking sad. <laughs> I can't <laughs> lie to you. <laughs> word for word. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally is like, it's like I, I think you're
1: this stupid. It's a you, midget I picked up back in Tibet. <laughs> He's got that Djiboutian Bunderman- <laughs> Petten- <laughs> button disease, Benjamin button. <laughs> <laughs> he's 57
0: like, you said butt <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's awful not only that but then he's just like you know what would be great you two fight it out I'm done
0: like, he's just fucking you know what's cool about this kid he's a whirling dervish the fuck is the that fuck, me? fuck is a whirling dervish you see show him <laughs> show him <laughs> show him. hey where's that ring where's that ring you got can you show me your bling come on he's like where? where is it and then like Robin's holding the ring he's like I told you he's a whirling nervous (laughs) fucking kick his ass now and he takes him out with a nut shot yeah (laughs) and then Robin jumps up nut shots just like doing acrobats all over him Green Lantern can't do shit without his ring and then Robin fucking choke punches him straight in his trachea and collapses his trachea and Batman's like sitting there he's like he's good he's really good and as soon as he like collapses his trachea he's just like that fucking little shit (laughs) I told him not to do that he wasn't ready he bitch slaps Robin so hard I think I saw a tooth fly up and then he looks back it was a yellow tooth he's like next time that happens I'm gonna snap your neck (laughs) which is something Batman says in (laughs) there and then he like
1: saves Green Lantern like tricks this dude on the scene and calls like thing meanwhile they gotta explain why this motherfucker is like in a yellow room yeah.
0: <laughs> why's he got yellow paint all over his face
1: and i was like you tra- you trained this guy in the span of like two weeks and you gave him no like pointer or anything like he- once he
0: nutshotted green lantern without a ring it was done and in true like stockholm syndrome too like robin just got the shit kicked out of him and he's sitting there like what did i do wrong He was loving me up until I went too far, I guess. And then Batman just silently takes him to his parents' grave and is like, Make your fucking peace! And, like, throws him at the grave. It's like, you need to grieve, you stupid bitch. (laughs) I forgot. One of the biggest things that I ever did to make me such a total badass that I am today was I had a grieving period. You didn't have a grieving period. So get your little bitch ass down there on the tombstone. Say goodbye to your parents. And then we'll just kind of make it from there, dude. And then they kind of have a cry session sitting there. Where it's just like Batman's kind of like holding him. It's just like, I'm your daddy now. Dick Grayson's crying. And then it's all kind of like you see the relationship build. But that was issue 10 of a 10-issue series that got cut off before it could ever finish. It it just dragged on too long with uh, him kidnapping
1: it. And it didn't seem like this is Batman without a plan. This is like the Batman will prevail but without... Any reasoning? Like, you ever seen like when people are like, "Well, he'll win. Why? Because he's freaking Batman." Yeah, it's that argument on tap.
0: It's it's Batman saying that. Yeah, he's like, "I'm fucking going to win." And it's like, "Fucking Batman! I'm the goddamn Batman! I'm drive a goddamn Batmobile! I got a goddamn T Rex!"
1: Like, it was stylistically one of the most beautiful Batman comics I've ever seen,
0: mm-hmm. but it was also one of by far the craziest. Yeah, and we haven't even really talked about the Joker except for, like, to kind of... But we do get uh, Joker and Catwoman are in here, too. Not a big role. We find out that Jocko Boy was actually hired by Joker to kill Dick Grayson's parents, which I don't know why. That stuff was never revealed. It's just, like, kind of Joker does what Joker does. I I
1: think it it was going to be one of the bigger things that would apply to... The Joker eventually facing Batman. Yeah, and again, I still stand by. Do you want to get onto the Joker?
0: Because like I did not like this take on the Joker. It's it's a very strange take where he's very humorless. Like he does everything. He's not like a funny guy. He's more of a chaos guy. But he's not like a cool Heath Ledger chaos guy. He's more of like a straight like he's he's like Jared Leto on meth. (laughs) Because he starts off, he's banging this chick. He's like, because I'm fucking awesome. Uh, yeah. And he's got a big dragon tattoo on his back. He's bag. like, look
1: how fucking cool I am because I've got this tattoo.
0: And he's just like, I know everything about you. And then she's like, really? You know everything about me? He's like, yeah. And then he's he like, now creepy. let me show you what love really is. Then he beats the shit out of her and kills her. And then when he exits, it's the Nazi woman from Dark Knight Returns with like the swastikas on her boobies. And you're like, oh. What? Yeah, that, that was unnecessarily there. She's why? Joker's bodyguard?
1: Why? And why is she walking around with. N-
0: I think it's to explicitly show that this is part of the Dark Knight Returns universe. I also think it's just the fact of the matter that there
1: has to be some Nazis at somewhere in, yeah. in his work.
0: Like, I mean, Dark Knight Returns 3 was called the Master Race. Like, It's very much like he's playing with Nazism and stuff like that. And Frank Miller does have his tropes and everything. But then Joker disappears, and then he just calls up Selina Kyle, Catwoman. And he's like, hey, so uh, you want to do something for me? And then the next time we see Catwoman, she's got the shit kicked out of her. Because Joker went over and just roughed her the hell up. And then that's it. Then the series ends. So that's basically it. We kind of get as far as Bruce Wayne and Robin establish a relationship? Question mark? Yeah. We see a lot of cool shots. A lot of good like uh, cheesecake art. A lot of great Jim Lee uh, fight scenes and set pieces. And if I can just have him do Batman nonstop, it would be like... Dude, just sign me up. I want to see you do Batman nonstop. Like, don't ever touch any other superhero. You should never touch Superman again. He doesn't work for you. You work with this really grim and gritty type of stuff. I want you to go ahead and do that. Yeah,
1: honestly, like I said, my my biggest thing is with Frank Miller. I just, I I just don't think that like trying to have him write origin stories works anymore. Like he's like let him continue writing. You know, the political based batman like universe that he's made up and that's fine there's no continuity but like his characterization was all over yeah, the place this
0: was and i told you this before we started this this whole thing read and this is kind of a positive word <coughs> oh god it's the cut. peanuts <laughs> i think i got a nut stuck in my throat you mean cock <laughs> yeah did you say cock <coughs> no i said peanuts you bitch <laughs> with the goddamn Batman. <laughs> yeah, it was like a Batman joke he was like, oh, I was just eating peanuts. You mean dick? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: like, but yeah, is it so- really weird that
1: his the first kid that he picked was named Dick? Yeah. I need a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you, you pick this kid? His name is Dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, I checked
0: his growth charts. He's going to be huge too. He's going to be a big old dick. <laughs> my, my sidekick is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Batman did that just so we can have that stupid frat joke in this continuity. But yeah, so it's just like, and this is like one of the positives. So this is, when we're going to go into the things that the reasons you should buy this, A, you've got the great artwork. B, you've got the great artwork doing boobies. C, you got the craziest goddamn Batman you will ever see. And my next biggest thing that I want you to buy this for is like, this is, imagine you went to a uh, cover band concert and it's like the Beatles cover band or Journey cover band or Queen cover band and you go and you find out that the cover band is 100% run by one of the original members. So it's like if Ringo was the guy leading the Beatles cover band and Ringo was playing all the instruments. <laughs> it's kind of like it is. It's like Frank Miller, he's doing a Frank Miller cover band of himself. Like he's- and he's just like it's like, man, I can't really remember how to do this stuff. It's been such a long time, but I'm going to try my best to do it. And he's still paying us a lot of money. I mean, he's still charging us a lot of money to go ahead and do it. He says, "Like, I promise you, it's gonna be good." And they do have some really good shots in this. Like, just I mean, hearing Batman say "goddamn" five times within. A I bubble. mean,
1: think of it this way: like, when you mm-hmm. when you read the the Dark Knight Returns, and you have that scene, which is even in, when they did the the PG cartoon version, they kept that one where it's him versus the mutant leader in the mud pit, and he's like, "Yeah," he's with the nipples, like, with the nipples, and the fucking like bebop fucking mohawk and glasses yeah and it's just like he's a like he's a machine he's an animal he's like he's like but on this this is a battlefield and I'm the fucking doctor I'm the surgeon and he just starts taking this dude apart bit by bit and I'm like that's some badass shock moment like value because Batman's getting his ass kicked he's like this is all part of my plan because he's beating my ass but I'm hurting him where it counts and then he turns the tables on him so it's like he's fucking writing all-star Batman it's like Batman would do something really cool and shocking right now and he's gonna fucking paint the room yellow and let the dude give him a crotch shot that's gonna be fucking wicked no one will see that coming and it's like dude no it's it's, it's yep. awful it's it got like so the, the
0: really pained uh, Frank Miller internal dialogue to it's <laughs> just like very almost sin city-esque where he's going through and it's just like man and even if you go back and read born again it's got the same prosaic type of thing to it but the thing that kind of threw me too is did you realize that dick grayson's word boxes are like the same font and color that craven's were in craven's last hunt yes so i was like seeing that like oh cool they busted out the craven font for this so we're really going grim and gritty with dick grayson yeah i was just gonna change his name to rick yeah We don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Um, But it's just so –
1: it's so bad because it's like there was – you see a lot of the talent that made Frank Miller, Frank Miller, just not
0: organized right. It's almost like
1: someone ripped apart a Frank Miller comic book and said, here, you put it together.
0: And they not only put it together, but they put it together with a lot of extra shit in the middle of it. So it's just like it's super decompressed. To the point where it's just like, oh, so decompression's in now, right? Yeah. Brian Bendis is doing, like, eight-issue arcs on uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah, we'll do a ten-issue thing where Batman kidnaps a kid and then Stockholm syndrome him to love him, but only let's go ahead and take all these detours to different characters that we will never follow up on. So it just kind of, like, kept going and going, and I feel like if there's one thing that could have made this, like, a really, really good comic. Like, I, I get the fact you want to show Batman crazy... I kind of like that. Maybe Dick Grayson's the one that kind of evens him out later. I can see that happening as a thing. But what this really needed was an editor just to go, like, Frank, man, you might want to, you know, like, speed this up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you've got Superman in here. You make mention to Superman. Every single issue, Batman digs at Superman. Every single issue, he does, like, a subtle dig at Superman. And the only thing Superman does is help Batman out. Yeah. That is it. And he looks at a milk carton which 2005 there's a milk carton <laughs> with dick Grayson's oh, face God. on it burns it with his x-ray vision then starts punching a bunch of stuff and he's just like i'm gonna get that damn batman right meanwhile he can just like fly over and be like i found you <laughs> yeah but um, uh i like i feel like i figured out the entire thesis like everything he's going for and that makes me kind of appreciate this a little bit more yeah it's not so much a batman and dick grayson story it's more of a Batman inspiring the next generation of heroes. Like, it takes a crazy man to get the ball rolling, yeah. and then other heroes would kind of pick it up. So we saw Barbara Gordon. We saw Black Canary. We saw uh, Dick Grayson. He's forcing him into this life, which, like, it's sad that we never got to see how it follows up. But we did get to see, like, what happens later on because if you look at the Dark Knight Returns continuity, it basically is super reliant on his sidekicks. Yeah. Like, the whole story is just the next generation and this old man who's basically, like, beat it into them, that this is how we do things right, and and seeing how that starts out. That
1: was definitely done really well. Like, my thing is, like, he, it almost looked like he read that, and he's like, well, I can't do that again, so what can I do? Because that's where he landed. Yeah, let's show him making the mistakes trying to make people. Like, because the thing is, even, like, the superheroes, so they all sounded awful, but apparently they're... And they're all relatively new because they're afraid that Batman's ruining it for the rest of us. Yeah. So they don't have the credibility that comes with being the Justice League, but they're all freaking crazy. Like, uh, well, Plastic Man is Plastic Man, but like they play him as a super horn dog, which is always usually played for last in the Justice League comic books. Yep.
0: But which, by the way, I'm starting to realize because I I just picked up a huge run of Judd Winnick's Exiles. Morph is in this and he's a shapeshifter as well. And he's also a super horn dog. So I almost feel that that's like a trait. Or, like, a comic trope of shapeshifters, is they're just super horn dogs. Yeah. Well, because the thing is, they can be anybody. So it's yeah. going to be like, I remember there was
1: one where they're doing a. It's just as a comic book. I don't remember exactly what it was, but they're doing like a heist. And uh, it's Barda and Wonder Woman. And I think it was Barda. And it's like, Where'd you get that dress? And it's like, It's the one that you laid out for me. And it's the other, like, Batman's like, I didn't lay out a dress for you. And then she notices that the colors of the thing are red and black. And then she just starts choking the dress,
0: and he's like, ah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it was just like, all right, well, I mean, think about it. it it's, you, you take the two characters that are the most immature, and you give them the ability to be anything that they want, they're going to make some really awkward
0: decisions. Yeah, I mean, like, Bruce Wayne basically is just, like, caught in the rest of development. Yeah. And he hasn't matured That's actually yet. a
1: really good premise yeah. for, for this. It's like... Batman, which crazy Batman it
0: works, like it works. He's He's crazy. He's 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 George Bluth. Yeah, he is absolutely insane. But then they revel in it for far too long. It's like two issues they spend of him just going around before he gets back to the Batcave to see if like Dick Grayson like ate a rat or something. Like he's just going around beating people up and like bragging about it. Like I'm the fucking man. Like that's it. So what's really sad though
1: is if he focused on Batgirl more. I thought that was great. Like every panel she's in, I was like, "I dig
0: it." From when she came she's in, she's a super foul mouth too. What, what, I love that because I, I teach middle school. Yeah, and it's it's totally within the lines of a, a middle school girl that would go out and do this type. Of, or early high school. She's 15. Early high school. A girl that would go out and do this stuff. She's total punk rock. She's totally. Well, she's like to she walks movie. in like
1: I'm gonna go do some homework, Dad. And it's like, don't bother me, though, for the next time. You're night. talking to your mistress, Sarah? You're talking to your girl? Like, giving dad all kinds of shit, and he's like, she You're on up. the
0: phone blushing. You must be talking to mom, right?
1: I was like, oh, all right. Uh, yeah, just go in your room. Uh, she's here. I don't want to say any more. And, and then she's in her room making her fucking costume. <laughs> and then she's like, that's, seriously, that was the whole dynamic between James Gordon, his whole thing with Sarah, which was thrown in there, and his wife losing her freaking mind um while barbs is doing her thing yeah i thought that was great like that was on point like i didn't actually like to see where that series went but i feel like the batman and robin stuff were just too much of a parody it, yeah it, it might be because it, it was t- it took so long and so it's just like all right we got a whole page that you drew for no fucking reason where they're in the car still which why they're still in the car which is
0: another reason i want you to buy this this is like the greatest batman parody that's ever lived yeah but it's played so straight because it's, it's like, like, the most was gonna say, I don't know.
1: God damn it. Uh, yeah.
0: I think, like, even there was one time, like, maybe Batman just hiccups. He goes, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> he just hiccups, god damn it. Yeah, yeah, he hiccups, god damn it. Which basically seems like it. So, we've got a reason to buy it. It's got the beautiful gatefold of the, the uh It's the, the Batcave. best Batcave you will ever see until DC decides to be like, fuck it, we're going to want up the this The best again. renditions of Batman. The, the
1: first issue alone... With the splash panels of, like, Dick Grayson in the Flying Graysons and, like, how he's doing it is probably one of my most favorite rendered versions of his origin. Like I said, it's just the change that bothers me because it's so beautiful. I wanted to see the rest play out.
0: This thing was so crazy, but it was made with love, and it's a very weird thing to kind of read that. So I definitely check these out. You don't have to read every single one of them. If you have a broken run, it's fine. It doesn't make sense. Just read what you can and kind of move on from there. So, uh, definitely, if you get this one, check out your local comic shop. I know us, uh, we go to uh, Cloak and Dagger Comics down in yeah. Ormond Beach. So, if you go there, definitely give us a shout out, first of all. Um, second of all, ask them where they've got this stuff because I'm sure they've got a lot of them because every this was a, such a huge comic and then everyone tuned out of it. So, I'm sure a lot of people sold it. You'll, you'll back definitely to them. find at least You're one You're going to find some issues. Them. Most of the time, you'll find the number one issue, which is not that and hard. And all to come of them out. have something entertaining in them. No. So definitely go ahead. Yeah, the number one issue got overprinted like a son of a bitch. And it's it's funny because like usually number one issues when you're looking for back issue bins are the ones that are just like, yeah. ah, where is it? I have to go order it online. No, this one you'll find But definitely the issues you want to get number one, number four with the Batcave, mm-hmm. number nine with the green, uh, with the uh, the yellow painted like square off between uh, Green Lantern if and you also that- the first time Batman ever threatened to fucking kill a Robin. <laughs> which, which issue was the the. The Black Canary one. Black Canary, I believe it was issue four as well. If not, then it's issue three. Okay, so either issue three or four. But I know at the end of issue four too. That's when you have Superman like stomping around like a pissy pants, like, oh, we just <laughs> kidnapped a guy issue i think six has the justice league and just just go pick up whatever you're gonna find something good in it and with that being said we're gonna jump into some recommendations as we go into this one bruno would you like to take the first recommendation all right the first one i've got to say if you want to see a
1: batman uh, stereotype or archetype character done crazy you gotta read the midnighter wildstorm complete series um
0: it might be a little bit pricey because it is the complete series, but it's worth it. You can find the back issues pretty cheap, I think, on eBay I, or you just I, go I, ask your local comic shop. Yeah,
1: but amongst that, the the entire series, you have talented artists yeah. like Garth Ennis who really can write fucked up shit like no one's business and do almost no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Keith Giffen who, if you've ever read anything, like... Um, Justice League
0: International. He puts humor into the superhero world. I like will you also believe. say this: He works with James Day Mateus really well, yeah. and Scooby Apocalypse, like everything keep- he was the guy that kicked off the first annihilation yeah the first annihilation that kicked off the new guardians of the galaxy like the drax that we know now keith giffen created rocket he he put the character in rocket group the yeah. i am group that was his genius work mm-hmm. that, that did he was the that. one that put them together like he was the guy responsible for everything we know about the marvel cosmic like keith giffen is not someone to be slept on he's still like an old school guy that still pumps out like really solid work and if that's not enough you have brian
1: cave on which we can never not say enough good words yep. about. So, I mean, all of them are in their writing essentially a Batman uh, who, you know, and at the time it was really shocking because he comes out as gay mm. um, and is in love with his version of, or their, his universe Superman, version yeah. of Superman called Apollo. But, like, at no point does it read, like, oh my god, this is so, no, it's always great. Mm. Like, this is a dude that it's like, Beats the crap out of someone is like, Here, honey, I got your broken teeth.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Like, comes
1: home. It's like, Now are you gonna do it or what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's like if all the shit talk that Batman did to Superman during this one, by the time they finally meet, they pulled a Diana. It was just like, No, let's fucking make out. (laughs) Give me your tongue, bitch. But done right. (laughs) A little bit more romance. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Just a little bit more finesse from it. And with my recommendation, um, first of all just to get this out of the way there's another all-star uh, all-star comic book that came out with his imprints all-star Superman That's probably you the cannot one go heard. wrong with a single issue of it it's all each one is a self-contained issue that leads to a larger story and well, classic the, the main Frank story Hartley. starts off with Superman
1: getting exposed to and this is the uh, first time they've addressed mm-hmm. it he gets overdosed on uh, UV rights because like one of the villains I think it was like set him up with an explosion yeah. mm-hmm. and he gets like oversaturated with he overdoses on the yellow sun With on the yellow sun and his cells are exploding so he's going to die within a, a time limit
0: yep. and this is the final an all swords version of it's like, like the a 12 final... trials of Superman yeah. it's like the Herculean myth that Superman was based on kind of coming back and he's doing his own 12 trials now here's what's great where all star Batman tried to go super grim and gritty
1: and still appease like male fanboys and kind of didn't quite stick the landing All-Star Superman goes the opposite direction and embraces all things Golden Age
0: but makes all of them work I love it so much Like, like
1: everything from giving like his supporting cast superpowers to like new characters to like a zany like almost well for those are Rick and Morty fans like a non-alcoholic Rick Sanchez because I, I forgot who the guy was but he's all colorful look like Joseph in Technicolor Dreamcoat and he's like welcome he, he to the He is an actual
0: character too but I can't remember what his character I don't remember was. what it was but it was like it It's was... not Shade the Changing Man is it? No, no, no it's it, not It, no, it, it, it kind of has like a similar it, theme It's
1: similar that. but he was like some kind of like science and i know he had mentioned before but he was never drawn like that and he's like welcome to the imaginarium and it's like all things science go through here it's like he's like the willy walker of freaking science in this
0: book but and it works and i think my favorite out of all of them like if i can get it down to a couple scenes like there's one where the girl's trying to commit suicide which jms did in his run uh morrison does it so much better he didn't and tell it's the basically person, the same scene. Because he doesn't tell the person to jump. <laughs> yeah, he does be like, you can jump if you want to. <laughs> he just sits there and he just kind of gives her hope instead of just like, I'll let you make your own decision. Like, Superman is a beacon of hope. And it's yeah. the first time it's been, like, embraced so well and emblematic of it. But there's also the one that uh, is set on the Bizarro planet. Yes. And the one scene that I love so much is there's a Bizarro flash. And he just runs around in slow motion and he's just like... He can't even lift his feet. He's just dragging the earth beneath him. <laughs> he's moving so slow. And Frank quietly draws him so pained. And just like... Every movement... He's like angular. He's just like... You see he's like... Putting all his muscle and bone into every move he does. But he's just like... Me, I'm fast! <laughs> like, it is so good.
1: Um, I also want to say... If you do want to see... And we did mention it briefly, um, but more uh, movie um, Frank Miller, A Dame to Kill For, hmm. um, which is the story of Marv, and the whole movie that you've seen the movie, which most people usually have if you're a fan of this genre, um, was based on it. But the book does it, you know, so much better, yeah. and it captures the Batman that I think he was trying to channel. Cause and it was... doesn't he
0: basically have like a, a sidekick in that one too with a
1: well his his parole officer is the one that's in charge of it, yeah, and kind of. Um, and then there's the, the character of Goldie who inspires him and kind of talks to her and then
0: you find out. That She's the one that evens him out a little Goldie, more. So it's well, it like the same character. story. So
1: it's the same story. Like, he has someone to keep him, because this Batman is actually crazy if he doesn't get these pills mm. that keep him straight, but he's like, you know, very much like acknowledging like that he doesn't belong in this world and like, even some of the characters are like, you know, back in the day he would have been like a, a king in the gladiator pits, but like
0: here he's just. Crap! Like, oh, yeah, and also since we mentioned it before, go ahead and check out. I believe it's Ultimates two number thirteen has like the giant gatefold cover that Mark Millar was just like. You know what? I I see what you're doing over uh, Miller. I see what you're doing. One Miller through another Miller. I'm gonna like, do you at <laughs> this big old fucking bat cave. I'll give you all of fucking New York. And then he puts it out. But, there. but Miller forgets. Like. And then Brian Hitch goes. Oh, shit. Yeah, but you know Frank would be like, but you forget one thing. What? I'm the goddamn Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're about to close this. out. Thank you guys so much for joining us. First one in Miller time. Uh, we're going to call this one Frankie and the Bat. Yeah. Because we're starting up a new series. We're going to be looking at some of the worst uh, crimes against the Batman that have occurred uh, under Frank Miller's pen. Because even though he is known for the two great ones... There are so many more. Yes. So uh, next time we come back, we're actually going to be looking at the series that broke Frank Miller. This was the 9-11 PTSD one, actually famously issue two, like he was drawing it. And then the planes hit while he was just finished drawing a car going straight through a building. And it fucked him up. And it kind of like we never saw him kind of recuperate that level again. So join us next time when we cover The Dark Knight Strikes Again right here. On Oh God, it burns. In the meantime, guys, good night and for Navidad. Take care. Oh God, it burns.